You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre here. Straight Fire, October 2nd. It's a beautiful Friday in Los Angeles. Very warm this morning, and um, it's cold in New York. My Jets go down badly, okay? They lost Thursday Night Football. They lost the best bet for me. And I don't know at what point today Adam Gaze gets fired. Do they do it in the morning and get it over with? Or do they wait till the end of the day and try to bury it at the late Friday, end of the week news cycle? But you cannot, under any circumstances, just have him running this team anymore. The Jets were a total embarrassment last night. Um, and the end of the game is what I want to start with because it really encapsulates where the Jets are as a franchise right now. Let me just set it up for you real quick. So the Jets uh, fail on fourth down. They're down by nine, one minute left. It's over. Okay, there's no nine-point play in the NFL. The Jets have two timeouts. The Broncos get the ball, they take a knee, and the Jets call timeout. And everybody's like, well, what are you doing? Why, why are you calling timeout? Adam Gase. And he's over there. They show him on the sideline, and he's, he's the, you know, the Jets coach looking at his play sheet like it's going to give him any answers. You're down nine. You only have two timeouts. There's a minute left. There's nothing. There's no point. It's over. It's a wrap. 
The Broncos take another knee. Adam Gaze calls another timeout. At this point, the Broncos quarterback looks over to the sideline and he kind of puts his hands out like, dude, what are you doing? And now you start to realize, oh my gosh. So the Broncos can't run out the clock. And then it gets weird, folks. Okay? So it ends up being fourth down. There's 13 seconds left. And the Broncos say, well, we don't want to just hand the ball to them. Let's just throw it deep. And maybe if the ball stays up in the air, the clock will run out. Quarterback drops back. He's under pressure. He gets drilled. And guess what? The Jets had jumped off sides. The quarterback, like, picks himself up off the ground, injured. Okay? And now at this point, everybody's like, Jets, what are you doing? I mean, they have five personal foul penalties at this point of the game. Are they trying to kill the quarterback? And the Broncos coach starts getting pissed. So they have to replay the down because it was fourth and 13 because they had taken the knees, five yards for the uh, offsides. What happens on fourth and eight? Broncos throw it deep again. The Jets level the quarterback, okay? The undrafted kid who they didn't sack all night, but they, they tried to take his head off. It felt like a bounty game from Greg Williams, the Jets' defensive coordinator. Personal foul. At this point, the Broncos coach is irate. The Jets... Are, are just like dumbfounded. They are looking like idiots for Adam Gaze calling timeouts. And you're never going to believe what happens. They take a knee, and Vic Fangio runs across the field, pointing to his team, don't shake hands, get out of here. And a Broncos offensive lineman was so mad, he was cursing at Gaze, and Fangio has to yank him out of there. Listen, this is an embarrassment for the league. We already know the Jets are a borderline embarrassment. And folks, I got to admit something right here, Okay. I let my heart get in the way of my head and picking football games. And I thought, man, Tom Brady leaves the division. The Bills, eh, Josh Gordon. Uh, do we trust Josh Gordon? Cam Newton's filling in for, for Brady. Cam, all the shoulder surgeries, he's 31. He could be washed. The Dolphins are a joke. Maybe the Jets steal this division. And I got all optimistic and... I just missed it. I whiffed badly. I'm embarrassed. They just lost to an undrafted kid out of Boise State in his first start in the NFL. He did throw a pick six. He was intercepted two other times. But he did not look terrible against the Jets' defense, and that's the worst part. That's what hurts the most. Like, he was capable. I I do want to thank Melvin Gordon for that touchdown run there at the end. Uh, My fantasy team thanks you. I'm playing uh, one of the best teams in the league. And um, I know nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I just had to thank Melvin Gordon for that. And um, this is where you start to wonder, like, hey, man, what's Sam Darnold's future with this team? Because as much as it pains me to admit it, the Jets are hurtling toward a top-five pick in the 2021 draft. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. And Justin Fields of Ohio State's going to be there. This kid, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, is playing a game, I believe, this weekend where all the scouts from the NFL are going. So their their season got canceled. And they set up one specific game for this weekend so he could have like a showcase game. This kid, Trey Lance, of course, same college that produced Carson Wentz. And this kid can ball. He didn't, I think he had, I think it was 28 touchdowns, zero picks last year. He's great. Look him up on YouTube. He's going to be a first round pick. That's a given. It's just how high is he going to go? And I'm, I'm not one to bail on Darnold. I love the draft pick. Um, I think he's got a future in the league. You, I mean, he, he just had a franchise record 84 rushing yards uh, on Thursday night, including that phenomenal touchdown run. But listen, uh, new GM that did not draft Sam Darnold. You're going to have a new coach next season who is not invested in Sam Darnold. I don't know what the future holds, but um, it's the Jets. What are you going to do about it? You know, they stink. 
They're my team and my kids. Let me wrap up on this. My kids asked me before the game, why do you root for the Jets, Dad? Because they stink. And I say, well, I was born in New York, and I didn't want to like the hometown Washington Redskins where I was growing up in Northern Virginia, so I decided to like the team where I was born. And then I always get, well, why didn't you pick the Giants? (laughs) Ah, those New York Jets. All right, let me move to a more interesting story now than the Jets-Broncos Thursday night thriller. And I'll just do a couple minutes on this, and Rob G. has something he wants to chime in with. So, Kyrie Irving is not in the bubble. If you remember, and let's recap this, before the bubble started, Kyrie Irving tried to derail it. Remember, he jumped on that conference call. He tried to wrangle some of the NBA players. Why are we going to the bubble? Now, Kyrie Irving was hurt and wasn't going to go to the bubble anyway. Okay, he was not going to be able to participate as a player. He tried to derail it. Okay? Imagine that the bubble goes on without Kyrie Irving. Unbelievable. A couple of hiccups. But considering the circumstances, the bubble was a success without Kyrie Irving. Now, NBA Finals are underway. LeBron on track to win his fourth title. First since Kyrie demanded a trade and couldn't handle being the second banana in Cleveland. And Kyrie Irving decides to go on Kevin Durant's new podcast and make a splash. This is the first time in my career I can look down and be like, that motherfucker can make that shot too when talking about the end of games. Kyrie Irving says this as the NBA Finals tip off. Okay? So, two years ago, Kyrie Irving was in Boston with some really nice young players. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And um, I guess... He didn't think those guys were capable of taking a last-second shot. And before that, Kyrie played on a team in Cleveland that had this guy that was basically widely considered the second-best player in NBA history. And I'm on record saying he will be the GOAT with a title this year. And you guys are disputing it. I've seen your Instagram comments. Okay, we'll get into that. We've got plenty of time for that. And Kyrie thinks LeBron could not make an end-of-the-game shot. You know, I... I I kind of fell for it. I thought Kyrie Irving was maturing last year. If you remember, guys, Kyrie called LeBron because they had like this. After he demanded the trade, they didn't talk. They were on the outs. Kyrie called LeBron, and he didn't totally apologize, but he said something to the effect of, you know, I know why things didn't work out between us. And he was essentially referring to being a young punk in Cleveland, thinking he was ready to be the man. And he wasn't the man. He thought he was ready. And then he was going through the same thing in Boston where Tatum and Jalen Browns thought they were ready to be the man. Kyrie's like, yo, back up off me. Yada, yada, yada. Kyrie's like, oh, I see what LeBron was going through with me. So Kyrie called him. Well, you know, it's, it's a weird move. It's like moving on from your girlfriend who you've had many, many years with. You thought you were going to get married. And then you're dating someone else and you decide to call the ex and be like, oh yeah, I get it, I get it, I get why we didn't work out. Like, why are you calling me? What, what's your beef? What, what are you doing? You think LeBron needed to hear from Kyrie Irving? So I thought Kyrie had matured with that call a little bit. But he pulls these two stunts trying to derail the bubble. Then going on the podcast and taking a subtle shot at LeBron. I don't give a shit what Kyrie says. Oh, it wasn't a shot at LeBron. He went on Instagram after everybody went after him. And he's like, oh, it wasn't a shot at LeBron. What are you guys talking about? Like, get out of here, man. I just, 
It's a little disappointing that at 28 years old, Kyrie Irving is still, look at me guy. Like, he misses the spotlight. He needs the spotlight like it's oxygen. And I, I still will never wonder. I still will never understand why Kevin Durant left one of the most unselfish, awesome teams ever in the Golden State Warriors and left them to join forces with one of the most selfish stars in the NBA in Kyrie Irving. I'll never understand that. Durant could give me the answer and it will not make sense. I mean, I'm embarrassed for Durant that Kyrie Irving is dragging him down into a gutter that Durant doesn't need to be in. He was the best player in the NBA. Durant's gotten older. He's a better player than Kyrie Irving will ever be. And now he's embroiled in this nonsense. Like, I don't know what, what's going on with Durant. Um, I hope it works out for him and Kyrie, and I hope they win a lot of games. But um, it, it, uh, Kyrie Irving, what an embarrassment. Um, I, I don't have much else to add. Uh, we do have a great guest coming up in Ace Corrales. If you're interested in gambling on week four in the NFL, he offers some awesome stuff. But Rob G., quickly, on Kyrie Irving. Um, I know you're a big Kyrie guy. I think you had the hashtag future Laker on Kyrie once, maybe three years ago. That is true. I did have that. Yeah, but then okay, again, that's what I thought. But then again, as you know, the hashtag future Lakers not actually mean that they're going to be a Laker. It's just, you know, only certain players are good enough to receive that kind of uh, prestigious moniker. And he just happens to be one of them. As you know, the future Lakers starting five is uh, AD, who's already a Laker. LeBron, who's already a Laker. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's still on the list, which is good for him. <laughs> Clay Thompson and um, Damian Lillard with uh, Russell Westbrook Ooh. as the sixth man. So, what, no Bradley Beal? No, he's not on the future Laker list okay. yet. Paul George had been on there, but we dropped him like third period French. Banished. So, yeah, he's gone. Now, again, going back to what you said about Kyrie Irving, not only did what he say was it stupid. I mean, it was just a dumb thing to say at a time, especially right now. You know, it doesn't make any sense as LeBron's going for his fourth title. But it's factually inaccurate. So here's a couple of numbers I'm going to throw at you. In the fourth quarters of the uh, 3-1 finals comeback that Kyrie has been living off of, you know, for, what, five years now? That that's, you know, he's so clutch because he made that one shot. It was a big shot. But in the fourth quarters, LeBron was averaging 11-3-2 on a true shooting percentage of 58%. Kyrie was 6-1-0. and zero. <laughs> on 50% true shooting, which is terrible for a clutch scorer like, you know, Kyrie claims to be. Number two, if you're to look at just, you know, fourth quarter playoff scoring throughout that entire playoff run, let's say not just the finals, you know, the finals guys get tight. LeBron James, 120 points on 48% shooting in the, in the uh, fourth quarter in the playoffs. Kyrie, 99 points on 42% shooting. <laughs> what, what's going on in his head to say know. this nonsense? But then here's the other one. And again, I know that, you know, KD's your guy and, you know, you had him over for that brunch. I think it was like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> what was it? The, the, the salmon? I think you told me about that. Uh, KD's awesome. But if you go through in their playoff careers, LeBron versus Kevin Durant, the idea that Kevin Durant is more clutch or a lot more clutch than LeBron James is just factually inaccurate. Not only does LeBron have the most game winners in NBA playoff history, more than the supposed GOAT, Michael Jordan. Fourth quarter scoring. LeBron James, effective field goal percentage, 49.7. 
KD 51. So they're right, right around the same. Okay. Clutch scoring. This is the one that surprised me. Kevin Durant, 45.3 effective field goal percentage. LeBron, 46.4. Huh. So LeBron is not only light years more clutch than Kyrie's ever been, so the fact that he was the best closing option didn't make sense, period. LeBron's arguably even more clutch than his teammate who he said is, you know, other than me, he's the most clutch guy I could play with. That's not true. I mean, again, I don't want to go down the flat earth uh, rabbit hole, but if have you seen Social Dilemma yet, Rob G, on uh, Netflix? Not yet. You've texted me about yeah. it. You've tweeted me about yeah. it. You've called me about it. And I still have not watched it. I know. I I don't want to push you away. I, I don't like when pe- everybody tells me to do something, I don't like to do it. But I will say this. They reference Kyrie Irving's flat earth. It uh, is a thing because I guess Kyrie Irving watched a bunch of YouTube videos from random people who were saying, like, the Earth is flat. And Kyrie's like, wow, that's a good point. And then he goes and says, well, the Earth might be flat. Like, I mean, anyways, Kyrie Irving, I'm done with you. I'm done with Adam Gaze. um, And I'm done with this segment. Coming up next, we have a great interview. Week four in the NFL, a bunch of gambling tips. The smart man, Ace Corrales, he's up next. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. 
a trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in to Straight Fire, a guy I've known for a long time, big-time Vegas gambler, Ace Corrales, joining Straight Fire. Ace, how are you, man? Never better. Good to see you, Jay. Good to see you, man. It's been a while, but I've known you now for for a long time. Yeah, probably five, maybe ten years. Uh, When I was a young guy entering the Super Contest, and I was still like, you know, I liked gambling and I was new, but... I mean, Ace was Ace. You had you had like the inside info, and we're like a real Vegas guy before all this gambling gold rush. And I would text you like, "Man, I really like the Detroit Lions." You'd be like, "Ah, they got the wrong side." And this is like a Thursday. I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm on the wrong side." So, anyways, uh, but yeah, Ace. Hey, your profile has risen big time. You've been in Vegas for how long now? Twenty something years. I came here, Jay, when I came as a runner. I was working out of the Stardust before online. When, you know, Don Best used to call with line changes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you were a bookie. You paid $500 a month. And if one of us betted at the dust, that Don Best would call you and say, move the line from four to five and a half. Wow. That's when I got into it. And when I met you, it had just exploded offshore. I was out of work. They didn't need runners up and down the strip anymore. They could get down so much money just clicking their mouse. Since then, it's changed. Now everyone needs accounts, and I provide accounts, yeah. so I'm able to move for them again and see all the stuff they're betting. But what's funny is back then, when I first met you, I had that was right after that experience of running for close to a decade, maybe, yeah. of the sharpest stuff. And the truth is, I had access to the best information, and I still didn't know what to do with it. Like, I lost multiple bankrolls. I went broke multiple times with winning information. Oh. And that actually showed me, like, how hard it is to really win. I, I was sitting on gold, and I couldn't turn it into money, mm. let alone, you know, if you don't have that kind of information. Those, learning the discipline is what took the longest time. Yeah, so, I mean, here we are in 2020, and now gambling has exploded. It's legal in, I don't know, maybe a dozen states. Probably within the next decade, it'll be legal in like 40 states. Um, and, you know, listen, it's on television, it's on the web, it's it's everywhere. How, how have you seen, specific to the NFL, how have you seen the bets coming in? It looks like lines are moving much faster and earlier than they did in years past. You're so right. And I think the reason for that is volume, volume, volume. You know, there's two things that move lines, money and respect. And even though the betting public doesn't get respect, they have a tendency of betting a lot of money on some games. And if that money starts to pile up, these books are going to move these lines. And the action you're seeing, they're giving numbers like 5X and 10X more than just 12 months ago, wow. when you're getting that kind of increase in volume, they don't even know how to handle it. You know, they're risk managers. They got to try to figure out how to deal with all that risk. So they're moving it quickly, trying to attract money the other way and minimize their risk. Yeah. 
And what I've seen on my side of the screen, because I do provide these accounts for guys that actually do win long-term, is they're manipulating the market a lot, Jason. And what I mean is they'll pick books online that they know everyone's looking at. For instance, the, like what? The, Pinnacle, the Pinnacle, Chris? Okay. Exactly. And they know most other books move their lines off air, meaning back when I was a runner, I had to walk into the Mirage, bet a limit bet. They knew who I was, that I represented an outfit. So they gave me the limit and then they moved the line. They didn't look on a screen and say, wait, Pinnacle moved it. So let's move it mm. before Ace comes in here and bets it. They waited till Ace came in and bet it, not knowing it, you know, knowing it came from sharp guys. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. That's what is the biggest change. So now what these groups are doing is simple. Small money into accounts that they labeled sharp because you beat the closing market for a little bit. Right. You're labeled sharp. And then all you have to do is bet the limit on side A, have them move the line. Every other book copies, all the steam piggybackers jump on board. They move it another point or point and a half for you. And now half hour before game time, you hit all the off screen books, not the ones you're looking at on screen, but the ones all through accounts got like guys like me provide oh. and they end up betting team B. And I see it all the time where on, on Twitter and on social media, there's prominent guys and they're saying the sharps are on team A. And I'm like, dude, do you have any idea? Yeah. That they're cheering in the opposite side that what they simply did was move team a on the screen you're looking at and they're betting five and ten x on team b through books right. that no one's looking at so this is a heads up that when you see guys with a blue check mark and two million followers or whatever the number is um and they say oh yeah the sharp money is all over let's say carolina this week you know and, and I, I gotta be honest ace we'll talk about this game I see money coming in on Carolina. I don't get it. I have no idea what they're seeing. It comes down. I saw three earlier today. I'm like, this has to be a setup. I don't know. The smart money then comes in late when they get the line they want on the other side and everybody who loaded up on the perceived sharp side gets destroyed. Exactly. And, and it happens more today than it even did back then. Back when I got into the game, the manipulation was simple. It was more with injuries yeah. and things like that where – these groups actually would take care of these line services to hold back an injury. Mm -hmm. So let's say we found out Iverson's not going to play. The line service would hit us up and say, listen, Iverson's not playing tonight. He won't be in the lineup. You have two minutes. So we had a two minute window mm -hmm. to bet before they sent it out that Iverson's not going to play. Cause once it goes out, all of a sudden, Everybody. line's going to move, yeah. you know, six points, what have you. It's like finding out, you know, Tom Brady's not going to play. Right. That was the manipulation that was happening then, not sending out weather reports, not sending out injury reports. It was more like that. We didn't have, you didn't have the outs to manipulate back then. It was hard enough to get down. So if you found a bookie that would pay you, you couldn't, you didn't want to manipulate him. You wanted to use it to actually yeah. bet your best stuff with because he was going to pay you. Because the problem with most sharps is you get stiff. You know, most books use that excuse. I, I, I told you, I don't, I don't book sharp action. Yeah. I don't want sharp action. I don't want your money. Um, all right, so yeah. let's look at week four. You know, the average listener out there is gambling, not as plugged in as you, hasn't been around as long, and sees 
for instance, oh, I don't know. Let's go with um, Tampa Bay was seven and a half at home against Justin Herbert making his first road start. Early money comes in seven and a half down to seven, sitting on seven. I th- seem to think the right side here is Tampa Bay. That uh, I, I could be wrong. Go ahead. Make the case. Do you see Sunday, you know, what is it, uh, 12.30 before kickoff? This is their early 1 o'clock start on the East Coast. Are we going to see this tick up 7.5? No. Um, maybe at the Squares books, because I can tell you uh, with certainty, Chargers plus 7.5 got was a hit at, at 7.5, just like the under. We bet under 45. We bet under 44. The unders, as, as a handful of unders we bet this week, and we could get to that because of the inflated totals. Yeah. Um, that was one of the unders we pounded at, not pounded, but hit at, at two different numbers, 45, 44 and a half, 44, actually three different numbers. Um, but that under, but we took the seven and a half. With that said, you, you could be right because when it's around a key number, they're always picking off those three and a halves, always picking off those seven and a halves, especially when the entire market isn't there. When there's only a couple books that have gone to seven and a half and others are dealing seven with VIG, you'll see them white take off those seven and a halves, thinking there's a probability it gets to six and a half and we have ourselves a plus CV possibility maybe a middle um or at least you got the best of it in your pocket if a game goes off six and a half and you got a ticket with seven and a half in your pocket that's not a bad bet to have um exactly so i think it could be a case like that i wouldn't call you off of uh pull you off of the tampa bay side right especially the way you know they're playing uh, especially on the defensive side of the football, even. Yeah, low scoring, um, low scoring game. Seven's a big number. What about a game like, say, Dallas Cleveland? That was in the kind of the nebulous five zone. Um, although th- I think two weeks ago it landed on five in three games. I think it was week two, which is unforeseen. Um, it came down to four and a half, and now I'm see. Yeah, it looks like a couple. Yeah, all four and a half across the board. Dallas Cleveland. Is this a setup because? supposedly Dallas is aside. The Cleveland secondary shot. Everybody's hurt. Dallas has played tougher competition. Any thoughts there? What worries me on that game is that the line's not up to six right now. It's not higher. Um, if Sharps were going to get out ahead of the market, they would have bet Dallas. I don't see a reason to wait um, simply because the books are going to need the, the the Cleveland side. Right. Um, there's a couple games that are sticking out already for sports books. And Thursday gives you a great idea. The the you know the Thursday night game they start tying into parlaying, teasing right. into Sunday games. And I can tell you, Dallas is one of the popular bets on Sunday. Um, even though you know Dallas is underperforming, right. obviously, uh, so they're still going to be a popular bet. So I would think, why aren't they up higher right now? That to me yeah. is a red flag. What about this? Uh, the, one of the most popular questions I get. Hey, so, uh, you know, like, how do you read where the line is going? Like, what's a good uh, number for, hey, 80% is on uh, Cincinnati, uh, 85%, 90 Like, what numbers do you think, or do you think that doesn't even matter? I've heard people say, I don't care if there's a lot of exposure here. He, he, doesn't matter to me. Uh, the truth is, I, I really don't worry what the public do, is doing because I, I've done it long enough now to realize they're about 50%. And if I'm not booking them getting 11 to 10, uh, you're not going to make money fading them. Right. Like you can't wait and just wait till there's nine to eight when you see a ticket count of eight to two 
and just fade every time and and that'll be a profitable endeavor for you i haven't tried it i don't think so because they they're around 50 percent. you know what i mean um as far as predicting which way the line's going to go unless you're an originator that gets the respect to move the lines yeah. it's very difficult to to determine which way it's going to go because of the fact who moves these lines you know it if it's sharp money that's moving it, you're always going to be guessing, are they coming in on the favorite? They coming in on the dog. Right. And more importantly, is it legit? Because a lot of the favorites, they're simply getting out ahead of the market. Like we see in college football all the time. There was a period where we were betting the, the first, second, third ranked team. As soon as the line went up, just bet it. One, two, three. They were moving three, four, and five points yeah. immediately. You know, it was that a season or two where top five teams were, you know, covering like crazy. Clemson against the and spread. Alabama. Yeah, they were just it machines. was simply yeah. simply getting out ahead of the market. That's where it's difficult about trying to predict which way the line's going to move. And it is a, a, a one of the keys to betting because you want to bet at the optimum time. Mm -hmm. That's almost as important as what you're betting when you're betting it. All right. Let me give you Colts Bears. This is an interesting one because. The Colts have basically beaten nobody. They're two and a half point favorites against undefeated Chicago on the road. Now, I think the weather could come into question here. I don't know if that's why I've seen the total come down a little bit. But uh, the Colts supposedly have the best defense in the league. Any thoughts here on why the, why, why the Bears aren't favored by three at home? I think it's, it's exactly what you said. It's that Colts defense and more importantly playing a Chicago offense that's not very efficient this season. Um, again, you, if you think contrarian, you're thinking, how is a undefeated team catching points right. at home? That's Vegas telling us something, but I, I, I need to, to stress this. The books don't set traps. Like that <laughs> is one of those things that's overused. Sounds good, trap. right? Sounds it good does. This, if they, if they don't know the outcome, Jason, yeah. they shade towards biases. That's what they do. They don't set traps. They, there's so much randomness to a 60-minute football yeah. game. Is there a bias oh, on Bears, Colts? I mean, if anything, the Bears are probably a slightly more public team? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think that that's why when you saw when it got to three, there was some take back there. Mm -hmm. You know, and when it got up to as high as three, you saw some Bears money come in at plus three. And obviously this early in the week, it's Sharps betting it. Now, again, there's going to be a difference of opinion when the line moves around a key number. I mean, there's, there's, there'll be a sharp guy seeing value on Team A at a pick -em. It goes to three. Obviously, Team B becomes the side because mm -hmm. a three-point move is significant, yeah. especially if it's not warranted, if it's not injury-related, if it's not weather suspension-related, then that's a significant move that most power ratings would reflect the value has changed. And I think that's where... A lot of recreational bettors um, don't approach it that way, meaning they're, they're there to bet the team. Yeah. They're going to bet the Colts. And if the, the Colts are minus two and a half and they drive to the sports book and the Colts are three and a half, they're still going to bet them. Where a guy that is using it as an investment vehicle, he's got to not only not bet the Colts, but now he has to sit down and consider, do I take the other side because yeah. I'm getting an extra point now? And I think that's the difference. Um, and that's what makes the NFL real difficult. Again, 
and also why it's one of the most efficient markets yeah. there is, and they're willing to take the bets they are. So one of the other popular things that uh, people will hear on, whether it's TV, podcasts, radio, internet, is the spot. Okay, so the New Orleans Saints are coming off a island game loss. The Detroit Lions just beat the Cardinals, who were undefeated. Oh, this spot screams New Orleans. Um, but I, I just, for, for whatever reason, I feel like the Lions are the right side here. This is a Saints team. I don't know if you saw the injury report on Thursday. I mean, it's pretty bleak. Like, a lot of guys hurt. And um, Detroit's got the, uh, the, the all passing game to take advantage of that Saints secondary that can't stop anybody. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was missing Devontae Adams and still rolled up and down the field on him. I don't know. Where are you on Saints-Lions? Yeah, that's one of the gate. One of the totals we bet under went under oh. immediately. Under fifty six, under fifty five. And Ed Fang um, wrote this great piece about how the totals this season they're averaging fifty one points a game in the NFL right now. After three weeks, they're averaging fifty one points, and yet the average over unders a little under forty six. Mm. It's about five points off. That's gonna fix itself. That's never the case. And a perfect example is last year where we knew scoring was up. They scored close to 45.5 points per game, average NFL score. The average NFL total, Jason, was 45.7. It was within a half a point of the NFL average scoring. Like I said, the NFL betting market's very efficient. If you go back and look at the last 5,000 games, you'll get close to 2,500 favorites, 2,500 dogs, (laughs) 2,500 overs, 2,500 unders. And where when you factor in the big, you can't blindly bet anything and turn a profit. They're that good. Um, And I think we're going to see the regression. And with the NFL being such a short sample size sport, it happens quicker than most. You know, you usually need a big sample for regression and progression. But in the NFL, for some reason, it happens a lot quicker. And that's why we bet a handful of unders Unders this week. week, And that was one of them. Um, Saints Detroit under, like I said, Chargers Tampa under, New England KC under. Those are some of the scariest totals to go under, (laughs) at least the Saints and and KC in New England. And yet that's where, you know, some of the sharp money is definitely concentrated this week. Let me ask you about the long time idea that you can't bet double-digit favorites long-term and make money. It is a losing proposition. Uh, the lines are inflated for a reason. I see two on the board this week, um, Baltimore and the Rams. And, of course, you know, both opponents are coming off bad losses. Washington, five turnovers against Cleveland. The Giants, a dumpster fire against the Niners. Any thoughts on those games? Like, listen, I, I got to be honest. I'm in the Circa contest. I'm looking hard at Baltimore. For some reason, it's only 12 in the contest. Um, no Chase Young, who's... I don't know if he's worth half a point. Uh, He's a rookie, but uh, any thoughts on the double-digit games? I'm so glad you asked that question because there was a time where you could do nothing but sleep till noon, get up, look for any double-digit home dogs, bet it, (laughs) and at the end of the year, you've cashed around six out of ten bets. What happened? The market becomes more efficient. I hate sounding like a broken record, and the lines get shaded towards those biases of Mm. the bettors. And it no longer works. Kind of like West Coast teams going East. We're at a disadvantage until the trend became talked about and bet on. And once that happens, the market's going to adjust for that money coming in. And I think we're looking at a changed NFL right now because double-digit favorites 
aren't automatic fades anymore. In fact, over the last few seasons, I would bet you made more money betting double-digit favorites than fading double-digit favorites. Now, as a better, you need to say, what, so what do I trust? Small sample size, big sample size. I think you need to evolve. And based on the market conditions, like this year, it's a COVID year. Yeah. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever dealt with. You have to face that. You don't have a sample size to rely on. You don't have history to rely on, but you're going to have to evolve like quickly with the market. And we're seeing it happen in front of us. And that's where I think with double digit favorites, I don't see a reason to automatically bet the dog. Now, I think Baltimore is getting a little out of hand laying two touchdowns on the road because they got embarrassed. That to me is a, a little bit where it continues to move open 12 now 14. To me, that that seems a little bit too high, but then I'm a little old school. So maybe it's that double digit home dog yeah. that, that just can't get out of my brain yeah. that's embedded in there somewhere but the rams why can't they beat the giants by three touchdowns <laughs> i mean the giants are really really bad I, I i was on them last week like an idiot all right ace i'll get you out of here on this one so the green bay packers right now uh prolific offense the public all over aaron Rodgers. they just beat the saints seven point favorites with that bad defense and a total man of- i'll tell you go ahead I would just want, you know why I jumped in real quick? Because this game is going to make or possibly break the week for yes, the sports. Yes, that's what I want to bring up with teasers and parlays. Like, everybody's going to have the Packers teased down to win the game. Oh, my. Everybody's going to have money, line the money line parlays, money yeah. line teasers. If teams like Kansas City, New England, um, Tampa Bay, yeah. they, Seattle's, if they win on Sunday, the exposure's going to mount. And if, so if you like Atlanta, I don't think there's any rush to get to the window because <laughs> if they're going to try to attract money, you're going to see that hook on the seven easily. Um, yeah, Green Bay. Here's the problem with Green Bay, man. We came into this season thinking the regression's coming, right? All the smart math guys, all the analytics guys that cover the NFL told us this wasn't a 13-3 and three football team. They 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 they. Barely, they got lucky. They they were they won close games. They were eight no on games decided by less than a score. That's all randomness, I guess. Okay, I believe you. You're smarter than me, but somehow they keep winning. Yeah, my eyes they say otherwise, covering. right? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the problem that they're continuing to cover. Now they're shading this line. Obviously, they're making you pay to back the Green Bay Packers. You're not getting them at any discount. Um, we, I haven't bet this game. This isn't a game we, I, I've got any exposure on so far. Contrarian, I would look to Atlanta, especially if some of those favorites do well. But, again, it, you've got to be very selective in the NFL. And if you think just because all the public's going to be on it that this team's going to lose, uh, just look at last Sunday night. Just look at last Monday night. Just yeah. look at last week, two weeks ago. There are a lot of games where there's a huge – one-sided, you know, nine-to-one ticket count, the line barely moves, and those teams still win football games. Like, just because everyone likes it and the line hasn't moved significantly doesn't guarantee anything, Um, especially since I'm not seeing wise guys grabbing that seven on Atlanta. No Um, one's in a rush to grab it. If I said, Ace, you got – I I trust you so much. I love your content. I'm going to give you five grand to put on one game right now where are you? No, no over under. You gotta, you gotta get aside. Aside, aside. Um, you, I trust you. Here it is. You, here's your, who's your pick this week? 
It, All right. It's a tough Let's, one. No, no, because I, I was going to say Buffalo, but I got Buffalo on the money line, and they're three right now. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. And we, I bet them minus 140 and minus 150. That's why I, I, I almost don't want to, um, what's it called, use that because, you know, if they win by a little. So I'm going to tell you, bro, New England Patriots plus mm. seven in Kansas City. Um, a, we have the under in that game. So. Yeah. When this, if 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 we if the wise guys are right with the under score points are at a premium, and if you're getting seven on a lower scoring game, that's a bonus. That's yep. why I lean there. Because out of the other ones that we bet, I'll tell you, you know, I share everything with you. We bet Buffalo money line. We bet the Chargers plus seven and a half. Ugh. We bet New England plus seven. I bet we bet Minnesota plus four. We're gonna take Miami when it gets to seven. And we bet Cincinnati minus yeah. three. Um, those are the sides we're on. Huh? Minnesota. Yeah. Cincinnati, Minnesota, line. Miami, New England, Chargers, Buffalo. One, wow. two, three, four, five. Yeah, six sides. Now they could go one and five one and or five, five or and five. one. Yeah, yeah. But, and the five dimes you're giving me, it'll be on New England. Yeah. I want to sit there at 4 p.m. Eastern where there's only three games and that's the attractive yeah, one yeah, yeah. and have it. All right, Ace. Good stuff, Ace Corrales. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, which give out your handle? You could you uh, Greek underscore gambler, man. Greek Check me out gambler, anytime. Man. I like sharing information, talking sports with you guys. And thanks for having me. I'm a fan of yours. Stuff, yeah. you know. Obviously, your content's everywhere, man. You're blowing up, and you deserve it. It's well deserved. It's <laughs> thanks, well deserved. Ace. Good stuff, man. And we'll talk to you soon. God bless. You put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bets. Jets let me down. The hot streak is over. Best bets now at, I believe it's 25, 14, and 2. Um, still very productive. And I've got three again in the NFL. I went 2-1 and one last weekend. This one's a little tougher. Uh, and again, we're going with Friday morning lines. Number one, Tampa Bay favored by 7 against the LA Chargers. I know it's a big number. I don't care, folks. I'm sorry. I'm going with Tampa. I know Ace earlier said that, you know, they were on the Chargers at seven and a half. I like Tampa at seven. This defense does it for me. Um, I know that sounds a weird, like a weird thing to say, but um, favorites of six or more this season, 14 and seven against the spread. It, the gap between the good and the bad is growing larger, and I consider Tampa to be a very good team, undervalued because of that defense. And they're going to have about 10,000 fans in the stadium, I read. Um, they're third in the league in sacks. This will be the most pass rush Justin Herbert has faced. And, um, he was a little shaky against Carolina when they pressured him. Put up some hollow numbers when they were coming back, but, um, I I don't trust Herbert going up against the Todd Bowles defense. I got Tampa favored by seven. Number two, risky move here. I think I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Now, this number's been going bouncing between six and a half and seven. I'm telling you right now, if you can get a Miami Dolphins plus seven, just go ahead and take it, okay? I looked at the Seattle injury report Thursday. Of course, it's not final. They're missing three starters on defense, including cornerback Quinton Dunbar, safety Jamal Adams, and their rookie linebacker, the kid Brooks, okay? This is from a defense that has given up the most yards in the league this year by a mile, and by far, Almost 1,300 passing yards in three weeks. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not Patrick Mahomes, but you don't need to be. We already had Fitzpatrick coming through the back door two weeks ago against the Bills at home. Okay, Seattle to Miami, that's a very, I think that's the longest flight in the league in the continental United States. And Miami's off extra time, having played last Thursday. I just think if you're giving me seven, this shapes up as, oh, it's 34-21 Seattle with five minutes left. Ryan Fitzpatrick's got the ball, and he's coming in the back door, and they lose by six. Okay? I could I could see Seattle's defense laying down. I mean, they haven't stopped anybody all season. So give me the Dolphins getting seven. I, I mean, I like it at six and a half. Uh, definitely not anything under six. And my final pick, and again, you're going to be like, Jay, what the hell are you doing? Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens. Double-digit favorites. This is super risky, and it, you're not going to want to play it. I get that. I'm currently seeing 14 
Okay, if you can wait for 13 and a half, wait. All right? Ravens are going to be pissed off. They got their pants pulled down on national television by the Chiefs. And now they face a Washington team that just turned the ball over five times against Cleveland. Okay? And they come into this game without their rookie star, Chase Young, and their defensive tackle who's out for the season. So you're down two guys on the defensive line against the best rushing attack uh, in the league last year. Uh, They sputtered against KC because they fell behind. I know 14 is a lot. I smell a pick six from Marcus Peters. He's going to bait Haskins into something dumb. And I really do believe the Baltimore run game will just truck for maybe 250, 275 yards. And the Ravens win something like 31 to 10, and they cover 14. Now, again, I don't usually give out double digit favorites. Um, I preach against them. Fun number for you. Are you ready? Since 2017, double digit road favorites, which is what the Ravens are. Big road trip to Washington, D.C., which is like 45 minutes. Um, 16 and 2 against the spread. Again, the gap between good teams and bad is fading fast. And even if Washington runs the opening kickback, Okay, it's not like the audience, the crowd's going to be loud. There's no crowd here. There's not going to be like a daunting atmosphere, people fired up. It's just like, we've got great players. We're loaded with Pro Bowl talent, all pro stars. You guys have nothing. And Baltimore's just going to beat them into submission. Harbaugh takes it out on them. Give me the Ravens. So I'm taking Tampa Bay favored by seven. I'm getting Miami with seven points. And Baltimore favor by 14. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 